New Orleans Saints new head coach Dennis Allen talks about the most important next step for the organization, but he's also got an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator role to fill. Let's talk about some options. We get all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that we are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Tuesdays on Locked On NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked On Saints. And I cannot be more excited to be with with you, and I cannot be more excited to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Get Upside. Uh, you can save 25 cents, you get 25 cents back per gallon or more on your first fill up by using the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Go and download the Get Upside app in the App Store, Google Play, wherever it is that you get your apps full free, free 99. And speaking of free 99, that's the way that this episode, this this podcast will always be delivered to you. And uh, I'm excited to go to jump into today's episode because we got a lot to talk about because there's so much going on around the New Orleans Saints. And I want to start off with Dennis Allen, who did get his introductory press conference on Tuesday. He was also seen spotted at the Pelicans game, which, by the way, shout out to the New Orleans Pelicans for that C.J. McCollum trade. Super excited about that. Larry Nance in New Orleans now as well. You want to hear more about that? Go and check out our good friend Jake Madison, the homie Nola Jake on Twitter. You can find him over at the Locked on Pelicans podcast. But we want to talk about Dennis Allen and what he had to say during his introductory press conference. And one of the things that I thought was the most important piece is what he talked about being the most important move that this team needs to make next. The most important move for their franchise, and it was the quarterback position. Now, they're going to have a defensive coordinator role to replace because Dennis Allen inherently vacates the D.C. role and stepping into the H.C. role or the head coaching role. But on top of that, Pete Carmichael, according to reports, is expected to remain with the New Orleans Saints. However, he is not expected to be the offensive coordinator going into 2022. But despite the fact that there is a defensive and offensive coordinator role that needs to be filled, it seems that up to Dennis Allen, or if it was left up to Dennis Allen, that he, his priority is going to be the quarterback position. Yeah, he talked about a couple different things. talked about how it is that he wanted to call the defensive plays and that they need to figure out what they're going to do with the staff and how he wants to be a part of conversations around personnel and hiring and signing and all these other things, which absolutely makes sense. He's your head coach, of course. And we know the synergistic way that the New Orleans Saints approach things with their front office and coaching staff. And so I think that when you look at all of that and you take all of that into consideration – the decision at the quarterback spot becomes front and center. It becomes magnified, right? Because there's so many different options. They can go to the trade market. They can go after Russell Wilson. They can go after Aaron Rodgers. They can go after, you know, Baker Mayfield or Derek Carr, reunite Derek Carr with Dennis Allen. All these things are possible. Saints could go that route. They could see what happens in free agency, right? Who becomes available, who is available, so on and so forth. And in speaking of free agency, they can look in-house and go with an in-house free agent like Jameis Winston, who's still rehabbing from his ACL injury, which ended his season seven games or seven starts into the year. Uh, and so far, it looks like his recovery is going well. Now, we don't know for sure, but in terms of the workout videos that we've seen and all that other stuff, guy looks great. 
And so if he ends up coming back to the New Orleans Saints, that would certainly uphold what it is that Mickey Loomis and the New Orleans Saints organization have effectively been talking about this entire offseason, which is that they're going to try to maintain the nucleus of this team. They're going to try to maintain continuity, cohesion, familiarity, all of that. Jameis Winston gives you that. He was better than I thought many people expected in 2021. 14 touchdowns to three interceptions. That's not terrible. That's better. That's way better than terrible. Certainly better than 30 for 30, which is what a lot of people expected to see again for some reason. And so I think that Jameis Winston probably makes the most sense from the continuity standpoint. But how does that rehab go? Does he have a setback? Is he going to be available to start the season? Those are all huge questions. So that's why the New Orleans Saints, I think, will be aggressive and will turn every stone and will you know, look at every possibility on the books. They're going to go after Russell Wilson if he becomes available. You know, Mickey Loomis is going to call Schneider over there and have that conversation. You know, you're going to have the conversation about Aaron Rodgers if he decides to push his way out. Kyler Murray deleted the Arizona Cardinals from all of his social media. It probably means nothing. It's probably just typical sports stuff, as we've been told uh, some folks close to Kyler Murray here at the Super Bowl said. But when it comes down to it, for the most part, it really is just simple. Whoever's available, you call and you see what happens. And I think that the Saints will, will, will go for every different opportunity that they can. And we know, Mickey Loomis talked about it, that one of the big deciding factors, or at least a big factor in hiring a head coach, was about what they wanted to do at quarterback. And I think some of that comes down to finding synergy, being on the same page as the organization, making sure that everybody has the same goal in mind, all of that. And I guess, I mean, when you look at Dennis Allen being the front runner for the entire time, not losing any footing, clearly they're all on the same page in terms of what they want to do. And that's not a surprise, right? Dennis Allen has spent 12 of the last 16 years coaching for the New Orleans Saints. Assistant defensive line coach, secondary coach, eventually became an interim defensive coordinator in place of Rob Ryan with some historically bad defenses in 2014, in the beginning of 2015. And then he took over in 2015. And by 2017, you had a top you know, top half of the league defense. You had a defensive rookie of the year. Then you got better, and then you got better, and then you got better. You had top five, top three, top one units, right? Top one. You like that? So I think that with all of that, you can trust Dennis Allen to make good personnel decisions because once the personnel decisions, which were carried out by Jeff Ireland, who is still currently the uh, director of college scouting as well as, of course, assistant uh, GM, and then you've got Michael Parenton, who basically comes from the exact same school of thought and trajectory as Terry Fontenot, who's now the general manager in Atlanta. They were able to build something that was Dennis Allen's vision on the defensive side. And look at what it did. It turned the New Orleans Saints into a defensive team. Now, I think he has done enough that you can trust him to, make the, to help to make the decisions that need to be made at quarterback, make the decisions that need to be made at wide receiver, at pass catcher, at the offensive line, all of that. So, that's what you're looking for next when it comes to Dennis Allen, who said it has been his dream to be a head coach since he was seven years old. And now here he is with a second chance after an 8-28 and stint with the uh, Oakland Raiders, which wasn't entirely Dennis Allen's fault. Now he's in a situation to where he believes, and what he told Jen Hale over at the uh, New Orleans Pelicans game on Tuesday night, that he is in a situation where he can just do him. He can just be himself and not have to worry about being someone else. And I think that that's exactly what you're looking for from Dennis Allen, especially with a talented group of players, particularly on the defensive side. Need a little bit of work on the offensive side, though. And I think you're probably going to need a little bit of extra work over the offensive side, but you could help yourself with a home run hire at offensive coordinator. The Saints now need a defensive coordinator and, a high, and an offensive coordinator. Let's start over on the offensive side and talk about who some of the best candidates available could be, particularly, and, and, and that includes some of the guys that could be elevated from within the 
uh, within the facility. And we'll do that over on the defensive side as well as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. And before we get to any of that, it is gambling Christmas coming up. Super Bowl, baby, which means we get a bunch of, like, out-of-this-world props and odds and lines and bets and everything that you can get in on. You want to bet on how the state of uh, uh, Eminem's hair at the Super Bowl, if he's going to be if it's gonna be blonde, if it's going to be black, if it's going to be buzzed, if he's going to wear a beanie, if he's going to have a do-rag on, if he's going to be hooded. I think it's going to be hooded, by the way. Who's going to appear first? I think that's going to be Dr. Dre. Who's going to be the first song or what's going to be the first song played? I think it's going to be California Love. You can bet on all of that. All those things that I just talked about, you can bet on. And there's a ton of different options, even number of songs played. And of course, a lot of fun game play options as well. So go check them out over at betonline.net. Remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, news, and podcasts this season. And it's not just football, right? You've got pro as well as college hoops, men's and women's. You've got NHL, boxing, UFC, Olympics, all live real updates on your favorite and current games. Go and check them out. Don't wait. Go ahead and take advantage of all of the offers that are available to the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. And of course, it's February, which means that it is time for people. It's the time when I usually start to give up all my New Year's resolutions. But this year, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. You know why? Because I made the New Year's resolution to get fit and eat right. And I have built bars to help me through it. Because I don't even feel like I'm like in the midst of a New Year's resolution. I just enjoy eating built bars. <laughs> so it kind of just makes this whole thing easy because they have some incredible flavors. And the built puffs are back. And if you haven't tried them, you are going to love them when you do. You've got cinnamon e churro. You've got coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, all these marshmallowy, fluffy flavors that are so, so, so good. It's not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So go check them out. If you want to take a look at the standard uh, mint, uh, uh, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, all of these different flavors that you can check out of the standard built bars, including white chocolate cookies and cream as well. I know you know that sounds delicious. So go and check it out. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off of your order. And don't forget to use that promo code LOCKED15, 15% off over at Built.com. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, we are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. And just so you know, we're also doing nightly Radio Row recaps. That's a fun thing to say over at the Locked on NFL podcast as well, both on podcasts, wherever you get to wherever you get your podcast, and also over on the Locked on NFL YouTube page as well. So go and check that out for a bunch of snippets of our favorite interviews. Luke and I goofing around and having a ton of fun as well, just having a good time. Very casual, just making sure that you get a sneak peek at everything going on here at Radio Row. So a great opportunity to check all of that out. Uh, I want to jump in now to talk a little bit more about Dennis Allen and what happens next for this New Orleans Saints franchise. They have their head coach in Dennis Allen, but in elevating... Dennis Allen, they lose their defensive coordinator. So we're going to talk defensive coordinator, but this is the new news that came out late on Monday evening, uh, which is that some reports are suggesting that Pete Carmichael, who we kind of assumed, I know I certainly did, some of you might have, um, that he was going to come in and be the offensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints. He's finally going to get that opportunity to be the offensive coordinator calling 
plays. He did it in 2011. It was outstanding. Did it in 2012. Also outstanding. Did it against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that 9-0 shutout. Did what he needed to do there. Was aggressive early. Switched the ball control late. All of that. But it sounds like instead... He is not going to be the offensive coordinator, though he does sound like he's going to remain with the staff. If that is the case, then this becomes the next most important hire outside of the head coach and the quarterback situation that the New Orleans Saints need to tackle because they have to get they have an opportunity to get this right in a way that means a ton because you get the offensive coordinator hire right, and then all of a sudden you're playing with house money in terms of what you can attract. When it comes to the quarterback, one of the reasons why a lot of people weren't super high on the idea of Dennis Allen being the head coach was because he wouldn't provide the draw of an elite quarterback the way that Sean Payton did or the way that a Doug Peterson might have or the way that an Eric Bieniemy might have. Now, Eric Bieniemy and the New Orleans Saints, they met for eight hours this past week. There's a lot going on around me right now. Um, they met for eight hours with Eric Bieniemy. Right. And they spent time with him and made sure that they like really got into, I assume, the nitty gritty, the playbook and the future and the vision and all the other stuff. And there are some rumors floating about since we've been here at the Super Bowl that Eric Bieniemy's contract might be running out and they might not renew it in Kansas City. And I think some of that might be Bruce Arians or excuse me, uh, Andy Reid trying to do a solid for um, Eric Bieniemy by saying, like, look, you're. Your, your clout is being diminished by the fact that you're working with me and that you're, you've got Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. So go do it somewhere else. That way you can get that way you can get that head coaching opportunity. That's one way to look at it. There are other ways to look at it as well, of course. But what if Eric Bieniemy is now all of a sudden looking for an offensive coordinator role because all the head coaching positions are filled and he would no longer have a job as the offensive coordinator of Kansas City if that does indeed happen and his contract expires and lapses and then they don't bring him back. What if the Saints were to land Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator? Then all of a sudden you have the big draw of Eric Bieniemy, and you also have this defensive coach that has put together a defense that any quarterback would love to play on the opposite side of. Then you have this perfect sort of, I'm going to call it a gumbo, honestly, that ends up bringing in what you need at the quarterback position, whether it's Jameis Winston or any of those other options that we talked about earlier today, Russell Wilson, so on and so forth. So that's definitely one route. Another route that I would pay attention to is Ronald Curry. And y'all have heard me talk about Ronald Curry a bunch. And you're going to hear me talk about Ronald Curry a bunch because I like Ronald Curry a lot and I think he's going to be a future head coach in this league. When it comes down to him being an offensive coordinator, he's got one year as the New Orleans Saints quarterback coach. That is a usual trajectory sort of move to move somebody up the position coaching tree into the defensive, or excuse me, the, the coordinator tree, particularly the offensive coordinator tree going through the quarterbacks. So has Ronald Curry had enough time there? That would be the big question, right? Joe Lombardi did it. Joe Lombardi was the you know, quarterback coach for a while, though, before he took on other opportunities, first with the, or first with the Lions, then he came back to New Orleans, and then he is now like killing it with Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers and all that. So there's a lot of opportunity there for a guy like Ronald Curry to potentially also be an internal candidate that gets elevated into that offensive coordinator role, but it might be a year too early or something like that. And I would completely understand that. And instead you go and you look outside to try to bring in somebody like an Eric Bieniemy, which would just be an absolute ruse, an absolute just like highway robbery to turn around and say, hey, we weren't able to bring you in as the head coach, but we'd love to have you here as the offensive coordinator and then be able to get him to to do that. I've done that before. I went and interviewed for one job and then I ended up getting hired in another job. It happens all the time. So it'd be interesting to see if that's the way that things go down with Eric Bieniemy, because then if Eric Bieniemy can show that he could be successful with whatever it is the New Orleans Saints are going to field on the offensive side in 2022, which is sure to be better than what was in 2021, at least with the potential return of Michael Thomas, depending upon the injury 
um, healing process, right, the, the rehab process, then all of a sudden Eric Bieniemy's future, much, much brighter yet again. But that's just the offensive coordinator side. And obviously there are other candidates as well that we could talk about. If you have ones that you really like, drop them in the comments on YouTube, or you can send them over to me at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. And we'll make sure that we talk about all of them as well. We have a big old coordinator search to do now. We haven't even been able to do mock draft Monday because they had coaching searches, but now they have to fill out the staff. So we'll continue to talk about all of that. And we're going to continue it here today as well as we jump over to the defensive coordinator. Let's talk about two internal hires. And I'm going to introduce you to Andre Patterson, who might be one of the best developmental defensive coordinator candidates that would be available as an external hire. That would be a perfect fit for the New Orleans Saints. We'll talk about why as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. And hey, Saints fans, if you want to go ahead and get some money back at the pump, because you know these gas prices are outstanding right now. They're ridiculous. I'm in Los Angeles. They're wild. $5 a gallon. Easy here. You want to save a little bit of money at the pump, never pay full price again. It's with the free GetUpside app. Download it at the App Store, Google Play, wherever it is that you get your apps. You can get it for free. And don't forget to use the promo code TOUCHDOWN so you can get 25 cents back per gallon or more on your first fill up. And then after that, you're going to continue to get cash back as you fill up. It's going to go into your account, which you can withdraw at any time, have it go directly to your bank account, to PayPal, to any, uh, you know, Amazon, a bunch of other brands in terms of gift cards and stuff like that too. I usually do the Amazon gift cards. Some folks are making $200, $300 back depending upon how long they wait to withdraw and everything. It's really, really cool. So go and check it out. Never pay full price at the pump again with the Get Upside app. Use it select gas stations. And don't forget to use that promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents back per gallon or more on your first deposit. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN with the Get Upside app. Get it, Houda Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints as we continue on to take a look at the New Orleans Saints filling out the rest of their coaching staff. Now, right now, we're only talking about offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, but don't forget there could be changes at position, coaches, all this other stuff too. So it's going to be a ton to follow up on here on Locked on Saints. And I want to talk about the defensive coordinator position right now uh, because the Saints have two phenomenal in-house hires, but there's a really, really good external hire out there that should push for an opportunity. And he absolutely deserves another one. So let's start with the internal hires real quick. Ryan Nielsen, who is currently the assistant head coach as well as defensive line coach. That's going to be really, really important detail here in just a moment, as well as Chris Richard, who is the Saints secondary coach. Chris Richard has had three interviews already with the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Colts for defensive coordinator positions around the NFL. Didn't get any of the three, unfortunately, as they were all filled. Now, when you look at the New Orleans Saints, they could potentially look to elevate a guy like Chris Richard or a guy like Ryan Nielsen into a defensive coordinator role. So why these two? Why elevate them to defensive coordinator? Well, for a little while, Ryan Nielsen has been very close to being stolen away just about every offseason so far over the course of the past few years. We certainly saw it last year when Ryan Nielsen was almost hired away by the LSU Tigers. and The Saints put a stop to that by promoting him out to assistant head coach, keeping him in New Orleans. And I think might have also said, we have you in mind as the next DC as well. So do keep that in mind. I don't know if they really gave him that, but I certainly would to get him to stay around. Definitely would have put that down. So there's opportunities there. There's also a look at uh, a, a big, big, big uh, shift for the New Orleans Saints, which happened at the defensive line when they brought in Ryan Nielsen. Since Ryan Nielsen has been in New Orleans, the Saints have never had a sub-40 sack season. 
despite having several sub 40 sex seasons, the season is a couple seasons before that. So he has been somebody that you can see, you can literally track the progress of the team getting better defensively by looking at when Ryan Nielsen showed up and everybody loves him. He's high regarded. Everybody is a big fan of him. They love his intensity. They love his ability to teach. They love his ability to, uh, to, to, to sort of, um, to, to simplify all of that. So he is well, well regarded within coaching circles, just like we talked about with Ronald Curry. And it's true for Chris Richard as well. Chris Richard has been a defensive coordinator before. He did it for the, uh, the, the Seattle Seahawks. He did it again for the Dallas Cowboys. He could potentially do it again for the New Orleans Saints here. I mean, he's the one that's getting the interviews in this, this particular coaching cycle. And he's somebody who's been there before and who's done it at an NFL level. And he was the guy that built and bred the Legion of Boom. You're never going to forget that, and you can't. He deserves a ton of credit for what he did in Seattle. And he also deserves a little bit of credit for what he did in Dallas as well because, honestly, he shouldn't have been able to do what he did in Dallas with the personnel that they had available at that time. You want to hear more about that? I know my guys over at Locked on Cowboys have been talking about that for years because they're scarred by what those defenses looked like. So, or what the defensive building, right, looked like. So. In New Orleans, where you have an outstanding staff and you have players like, you know, uh, Demario Davis and hopefully Marcus Williams, who's going to be a huge point to try to retain him this offseason. Marshawn Lattimore, Paul Sinadivo, CJ Gardner Johnson, Cam Jordan, who was actually just here at Radio Row earlier today, um, uh, Marcus Davenport. I mean, you have all of these pieces, these building blocks, Pete Werner, that you didn't have in Dallas when he had an opportunity there. So I'm not going to take this defensive coordinator experience and hold it against him. Instead, I'm going to use it as a benefit for him because he at least has the experience. So those are your two in-house candidates, Ryan Nielsen, Chris Richard. But I pointed out something about Ryan Nielsen being an assistant head coach as well as a defensive line coach. The reason why I highlighted that is because this next guy, I think, should get an opportunity as a defensive coordinator very soon. I think he should also be somebody that's in conversation for a head coaching position. And it's Andre Patterson. Y'all, Andre Patterson has been at this for a long time. He has been at this since he was a graduate assistant at Montana University or University of Montana in 1982, stepped into the NFL ranks in 1997. He had two stints with the Minnesota Vikings. This is what's most important to me when it comes to Andre Patterson. He is a developmental guru. He is incredible when it comes to developing defensive talent, particularly defensive line talent. He's a very good defensive coordinator. However, he's not really anybody because when he was a defensive coordinator for uh, Mike Zimmer, Mike Zimmer called all the plays. So Patterson, Andre Patterson with the Vikings was somebody that never really called plays. And that's going to be key because Dennis Allen wants to call the defensive plays. Aha. So that's something that actually ends up dwindling the pool of potential defensive coordinator candidates because they're going to want to call plays. There could be some contention there. They could not like not calling plays. They might want to call plays. Andre Patterson, Seems perfectly happy developing players. In fact, he really didn't even take any promotions for a long time. He was a positional coach, defensive line, defensive line, defensive line, defensive line, assistant head coach at UNLV, and then eventually became a defensive coordinator at UTEP in 2010, despite the fact that he had been in the NFL since 1997. And then even when he came back to the Minnesota Vikings in 2014, defensive line coach, he went right back to the position groups again. The guy loves developing talent, and he is an incredible talent developer. Here's how you can tell. 2014, just like I mentioned, when he came back to the Minnesota Vikings, he was a defensive line coach there. Remember a little name here, Everson Griffin? Everson Griffin didn't become the Everson Griffin that you know and think of when you hear the name Everson Griffin until Andre Patterson showed up in Minnesota. 
First year, 2014, 12 sacks. 10 and a half the year after that. 8 sacks the year after that. 13 the year after that. Then started dealing with injuries and things like that. 5 and a half, 8, 6. But what he was able to do to get the most out of him is absolutely something that you can see. And he didn't just do that with Everson Griffin. You look at Linval Joseph. Starting in 2014, he started getting in backfields. He started getting uh, higher player values. He started hitting the field more. He got more tackles for a loss. He was doing uh, the things that we now think of in terms of getting the best out of Linval Joseph. But you want to know the two big names that Andre Patterson helped to develop? A lot of LSU fans remember one of them, Danelle Hunter, somebody that everybody knows and loves, 2015, six sacks, 2016, 12 and a half, and then he would go on to hit 14 and a half and 14 and a half again in 2018 and 2019, during which time, yep, Andre Patterson was a defensive line coach. And then the other name for you to really know, and to remember how I said that uh, John, excuse me, that, um, that Andre Patterson had two different stints with the Minnesota Vikings. Well, the first one happened way back in the day. That started in 1998, and that was when he was able to help elevate a guy by the name of John Randall. Yeah, he developed John Randall. He developed John Randall. He got the best out of Linval Joseph. He got the best out of Everson Griffin. He developed Den- Denell Hunter. Bring this cat to New Orleans and give him an opportunity to interview for a defensive coordinator job. And you know what? If he doesn't get it and you decide to, um, to elevate Ryan Nielsen, you're going to need a new defensive line coach and a new assistant head coach. Andre Patterson is the guy. I'm going to be pounding the table. Bop, 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 bop. I'm going to be pounding the table for this guy for a while until that defensive coordinator role is filled and potentially if Ryan Nielsen gets elevated once that uh, defensive line coach position ends up getting filled as well. So if you want to hear me pound the table more for Andre Patterson and all of my different favorite prospects and all of my favorite people, all of you that end up tuning into the show, make sure you're coming back for another episode of Locked on Saints tomorrow. On tomorrow's episode, we're going to keep you up to date with everything going on around all of that. We're waiting on some developing details when it comes to Alvin Kamara's situation, his arrest in Las Vegas, court date pushed back, so many extra details there. And of course, we still have so much to talk about about what is next for the New Orleans Saints. What are they going to do at wide receiver? What are they going to do at pass catcher? What are they going to do in place of Alvin Kamara if he ends up getting suspended? We're going to talk about that as we continue on all throughout the week here on Locked on Saints. And as always, y'all, I thank you very much for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. For your second listen, go and check out Locked on Bets, your boy Q, handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. are going to help you win some money this weekend. So go and check them out wherever it is that you get your podcast, wherever it is that you get your podcast, excuse me, over on Locked on Bets. I appreciate you as always for being here. And don't forget for everything in between these episodes on the New Orleans Saints, you can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're moming them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.